have you ever seen a whole human being eaten by a shark? No. Okay, they lose leg, hands, something like that, but but it's by mistake. We are in their water, in their environment. We have to, to be ready for anything. Nufal Osemi is the Saudi founder of Red Sea Citizen, a scuba diving school mostly geared toward Arab women. She teaches scuba diving in Saudi Arabia and also Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt, one of the best diving destinations in the world. It's also an ideal destination for shark dives. Sharks have lived on this planet for 400 million years and maintained their position as top predators in the sea. There are over 440 species of sharks, and while most people fear sharks, Nuf loves to swim with them. I'm Nadia Michelle, and this is TMR Thrill Seekers. So I start reading about sharks and start to know more about them. So I found out that they are not man-eaters. Because do you eat something that does not exist in your environment? No. For example, do you eat camel in, in, in America? No, because, because there are no camels. Do we eat kangaroo here? No, because there are no kangaroos. So you eat the thing that is existing in your environment. We are not part of their environment. So we're not part of their food chain. Media can affect a lot of people, and especially if we watch these things since we were a child. So it's built in. Like I used to fear sharks when I go to swimming pool where there is no shark. I just imagine there were sharks. So I used to fear shark. But when I started scuba diving and I went down and I saw the beauty of the sea and I knew that sharks are responsible for the beauty that we are witnessing down there. And the first shark encounter was really peaceful majesty so when the shark just passed by he didn't even look at me i was amazed how beautiful this creature is so most of the sharks attack that happen they are by mistake and there are reasons for them for example there's like 15 shark attack per year but that we kill like 100 million shark per year so you see the difference and for example, the shark, the, the, the attacks that happen, they are from mainly from the great white char, uh, shark, where they see the surface, they look like a seal or a turtle. So they 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 go to 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 attack and then they found out they're not their meals. There are a lot of species that are more dangerous than sharks in the ocean. But we have to know how to deal with it and when to leave the water and when to stay and to enjoy and where to dive and when to dive. So um if we are in a group, for example, we have to stick together because when we stick together, we look bigger to the shark, okay? So instead of going each person together, like we don't have to separate, we have to all stick together and uh, we don't have to interrupt the shark or chase the shark. And when we, get, when we see the shark, we have to stay vertically, not horizontally because uh, there is nothing that the shark eats that looks horizontally, uh, vertically. So use all the fish, uh, fish, they look horizontal. So this thinks that uh, keeps the sharks away and or not keeps them away. I mean, it's tell them that you're not food to them. Okay. And uh, try to respect the shark. Like don't get very close. If there's reef, keep the reef in your back and uh, uh, keep watching the shark. If the shark behaviors change, he start to swim fast and stuff like that, it's better for you to leave the water. Because uh, some shark behaviors uh, change due to overfishing and stuff like that. So 
it's the human being who changed the shark behaviors and then when they have attack they blame the shark each year globally there are on average 10 deaths attributable to shark attacks by comparison there are around 150 deaths caused by falling coconuts and lightning kills around 24,000 people each year yet over half of americans say they're absolutely terrified of sharks and 38% of them say they're scared to swim in the ocean. But sharks are not only misunderstood, they're also essential to human life. Okay, let's talk about why we have to protect them, why we have to love this creature, because they are responsible for their ecosystem, like they clean, uh, they eat the dead fish, um, they eat uh, the sick fish, so they clean, they they like cleaning the ocean, and that where there is shark, this is a healthy place. Where there are no shark, this is a non-healthy place. I mean, more than fifty percent of the oxygens are not just from the forest; they're they're even from the oceans. They come from the ocean. So if 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 we if we do a lot of fishing and uh, and uh, we kill a lot of sharks, especially sharks, they are on the top of the food chain, and they they make the ocean clean. So if we kill a lot of sharks, we will have a lot of algae, a lot of jellyfish, and the seas, it will be toxic. This is going to affect us because this is where we get our oxygen from. At least half of the Earth's oxygen comes from the ocean. The surface layer of the ocean is teeming with photosynthetic plankton that produce more oxygen than the largest redwood trees. Like animals on land, marine animals use this oxygen to breathe and it also gets consumed when dead plants and animals decay in the ocean. When plankton can't keep up with production, this creates low oxygen dead zones that don't support marine life and ultimately human life. As a diver, Nuf has noticed a few other problems happening in the sea, specifically in Sharm el-Sheikh, where she does most of her teaching. When I used to die here in 2013 uh, in a place where I used to work, it was beautiful. And then when it came 2018, it was dead. So we are witnessing the changes very fast. Usually before generation by generation, now no, the same person, like a few years later, the sea is destroyed. The coral reefs, overfishing, global warming, uh, our behavior using plastics because because in 2050, they say they, they may be more plastic in the ocean than fishes. This is really like, not, it's not funny. And more than 250 million tons of plastic are estimated to make its way into our oceans by 2025. And there's microplastic where we, where, where we can't see it as well. And we eat it because we eat the fish and the fish, they have like a lot of small microplastics in bodies. So, and this is what causes a lot of cancers and, and diseases. And it's, it's, yeah, it's everything we threw in the ocean, it comes back to us. Also the constructions and the building, what they call development, which I don't think it's development when they destroy the environment uh, by building uh, stuff very close to the sea and they throw and they get rid of everything that they do on the ocean. They think it's a trash. No. So that's the thing that is alarming. So some people, they, they think there's nothing underneath the water. They're not aware. We don't blame them because we try to talk about with, with people. We have to talk with everyone about it. And this is what we usually do as a scuba divers, because we are the first people who can witness the impact, like the negative impact on our oceans. The Red Sea extends from Suez, Egypt, to the Arabian Sea. 
It has over 2,000 kilometers of coral reef extending along its coastline. The reef is between 5,000 and 7,000 years old. The water is warm, with temperatures hovering between 20 degrees Celsius in the winter and around 30 in the summer. There are over 1,000 species of fish, including sharks and manta rays. Let's rank the seas. Where is the most beautiful sea you have ever dived in? They always say the Red Sea is number one because of the colors, the visibility, and it's easy access as well. You can dive from shore or from boat. So the Red Sea, uh, it's actually formed 13 million years ago uh, by the split from Arabia, from Africa, due to continental drift. And the Red Sea is located in the Middle East between the Saudi Arabia Peninsula and the East African coast. Okay, and it's connected to the Mediterranean Sea from the uh, from the north and the Indian Ocean from the south. And there is the Suez Canal from the north, from the between the Mediterranean and uh, the Red Sea, which is um, where a lot of um, trade and a lot of commercial and Europe. So the European ships they go through the canal instead of going all the way around Africa. So and also it's located in the northern part and it's considered like one of the warmest sea in the northern part and um, the saltiest sea and one of the most beautiful seas that has a lot of coral reefs and fishes that it just like there's like 300 species of coral reefs and uh, 1,200 species of fishes and just 10% are native. Uh, only you can see them in the Red Sea. So it looks really like a plane from the top. But once you go in and you put your mask and you go down and you just look down, you will see all the colors that you cannot imagine that it exists it's just beneath the Red Sea. On the west part, Saudi Arabia has the longest coast, which is 1,760 uh, kilometers, which is, has the longest coast on the Red Sea and Yemen, just in the north, uh, in the south. So let's talk about Saudi Arabia, for example, if, you, if, if, if we live in Saudi. So in the summer, we love to go in the north because the water is refreshing, the weather is really hot. So in the winter, it gets a bit cold. But if we wear like five milli uh, um, wetsuit, thick wetsuit, it's, it's okay. In the winter, we go down to the south, which is always hot all year round. But extremely hot in the in the summer, so that's why we dive in the north, and also we have Sudan on the eastern part, which is great in the winter because the weather always hot there, and Egypt as well all the year around. It's beautiful, especially in the summer. Nouf was born and raised in Taif, a city on the hills of the Sarawat Mountains in Saudi Arabia. The climate in Taif is dry and desert-like. The beach is over 200 kilometers away. Scuba diving hardly seems like it would be on the agenda of the archetypal Saudi citizen, especially from Taif, and especially a woman. In fact, it took some cold, rainy weather in London for Nouf to fall in love with her own sea. I was really fed up with the UK weather. And I really want to go to a destination where the sun shines and where it's also warm. So I decided to come to, to, come to Sharp, and I was on, on board. And then they asked me if I want to try scuba diving. Okay, I said, okay, why not? Because I usually I love trying uh, new things. And that moment where it changed my life for good. Before my life was just normal life, like it's a girl who goes to the university um, with friends. Like there's nothing that I really live for. Now there's cause 
there's the Red Sea, there's something that I love to do, something that I really want to teach. There's this disconnection because in our life is everything loud, fast, uh, social media, a lot of toxic, a lot of things. But when you go underwater, you are absolutely disconnected from every single thing on this planet. And it's the only place, few places that phones are not exist. So nothing in there. So only you, yourself, and the nature. You cannot hear anyone. You cannot even, like, it's, how can I explain this? Like, you just disconnect from even your, your mind. It's like you're putting your mind on the beach and you're going down. And then when you come up, you take your mind again. You forgot your problems, your stress. So it's like stress relief. For me, I think scuba diving is very good for the well-being and for the mental health. It changed my life, to be honest. It changed me. I had, you know, when you live without passion, it's completely different when you live with passion or without passion. Uh, with passion, you have something that driving you, like something that wants, makes you want to wake up every day, something that, uh, something that you want to learn more about, something you want to explore more about, something you want to do with every single day. And you want to ma make sure that everyone you know to try it and to do it. So it's something that makes you like an active human being. So when I finished my school, I studied, uh, I, I, my university, I went back to Saudi for a few months and then I decided to come to Egypt and to learn where, where to learn the scuba diving from its place where there's a lot of divers, tourists, dive centers, boats. So it's well established. So it's the best place to get experience and to learn scuba diving from Egypt. And then I moved back to Saudi and start teaching in Saudi. So since then I live in Saudi and I teach in Saudi, but now I live between Saudi and Egypt because uh, when I want to get experience or I learn courses for myself, I come to Egypt. And when I want to teach, I go to Saudi. And I also teach in Egypt, but mainly uh, people who come from Saudi to Egypt. This is two years before I moved to Saudi from Egypt. I started Pink Bubbles. I started to promote scuba diving to, to females. And then when I went back south to Saudi, it's, it's become bigger. So this is the time when I started to attract more women and to empower women to get into scuba diving, especially that time when Saudi Arabia was, it wasn't, it's not the Saudi Arabia we know today. It was, it was a bit like closed. So we didn't have a lot of things to do in there actually that time. Uh, women, we can drive before I have to go with the driver and then he has to wait for me. It was a lot of pressure. Now I'm free to drive and dive before I used to dive but not drive now I drive I dive I I go I explore uh, so it's 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 huge even the women now it, they are more easy to access to scuba diving uh, where we dive and to the shore because before they have to have a driver or Ubers. now most of the girls they, they can drive uh, themselves so they are more likely to come and dive with you so scuba diving was a great thing to connect with nature because usually people think nature is just you go to the forest or green. But no, nature, it's everything. It's desert, sea, mountains, uh, forest, everything. So the sea, it's our gift in Saudi Arabia, especially in Jeddah, because just next door. Years later, even in a scuba diving tourist hub like Sharm el-Sheikh, Nuf still almost exclusively teaches women how to dive. 
It's not an issue. It's just a choice uh, because there are a lot of men uh, instructors and also this uh, sport, it, uh, it requires a lot of physical contact, especially people who are just starting diving. And I, I think it's more comfortable to teach female. They also feel more comfortable to be teach by women as well. They feel more safe. So that's why, because the market is huge and there are a lot of men. So I just let the men to teach men and I, I'm just focusing on female because I think they, they really need to have a female instructor with them. In addition to teaching, Nuf has been deep diving into, well, deep diving. It's actually called technical diving. There's no direct access to the surface or any natural light. It's where you'll find underwater caves and long lost shipwrecks. The deeper you go, the less colors and the less life you see. Because the shallower, where there is sunlight, where there is a lot of colors, a lot of fishes. So the deeper I went, to be honest, Nadia, I I didn't feel the environment as I felt myself. The deeper I go, the calmer it gets. The deeper I go into myself. So it was amazing. It was a great experience. I saw how tiny human being can be how weak we can be against all this like depth and pressure you have from the water and and the big blue in front of you you i felt we're nothing we're just like small tiny creature and i felt that also if you want something you definitely can make it and do it if you if if you give it your time and and you become more like you re- if you're passionate about, uh, passionate about something, you definitely can do it. This is what I, I always believe because I really wanted to, t- to go to this depth, but I wasn't sure if I can make it or not, if my body can help me to go down or not. And then I've done it. Technical diving or diving below 60 meters can be dangerous because the water pressure can cause decompression sickness, air bubbles in your bloodstream, that can eventually deteriorate your bones and leave you paralyzed or even kill you. It's essential to follow a protocol of stopping at several levels on the way down to allow the gases in your system to decompress. Okay, so it's it's uh, actually I used to carry with me like five tanks. We usually go with one tank underwater, like one scuba cylinder. Here we have like twin in our back and three on the side. And so it's more equipment and we have spare from each thing. Like we have spare computer, we have spare mask. We have, because, because of these dives, they are uh, called, they are called deco dive. So we cannot exit the surface anytime. If you decided to exit at any point, you're gone, like you're dying. So it's not like scuba diving. You can exit the time, uh, the, the surface any, any time you want. It's called no-stop dive, but this dives, it's called stop dives or deco dives because we have to stop in each depth. Uh, so we go down to this depth for like five or 10 minutes, but to finish the whole dive, it takes like 70 minutes. Diving is not just wearing tank and uh, looking cool and you're going and jumping in the water and you go down. No, there are like certain time at certain depth and we, we have to be very conservative. We have to respect that. It's like driving a car. If you don't have a driving license, you will kill yourself and you will kill everyone in the street. But if you learn how to drive, when to stop, when to go and when to turn, all these things, here you're going to be safe on the street. So you have to follow this procedure in order to get home safe. It's the same thing with diving. 
If you'd like to know more about scuba diving, you can find Nouf Alosemi on redseacitizen.com and on Instagram at redseacitizen. That's it. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like it and follow us on whatever platform you're listening on. You can find me on Instagram at NadiaMichelle underscore. See you soon.